Hello and welcome back to episode 9. My name is James and I'm here with the regulars Ben, Connor and Charlie. And we've just watched the Xbox and Starfield showcase. And well, we thought we'd just jump on and talk about what we've seen. Some real surprises in there. Maybe a couple of games that we were expecting to see but didn't. But I think overall, pretty good showing from Xbox. It very much was. Like, so many games, lots of release dates, lots of like new announcements and games we were expecting. And then obviously Starfield. Yeah. Well, it's good, good that you mentioned stuff. I mean, it looks fucking massive for starters. But we'll, we'll start with Starfield because that was obviously the big showpiece of yeah. the whole evening. I know the Bethesda event was like a separate thing from the Xbox event, but fuck it, we roll it all into one anyway. Um, yeah, Starfield, I was astounded at the amount that yeah. they showed us and the amount of detail, customization, just everything in that game. Just it had it all. And I feel like the trailer did such a good job of making it feel like a Bethesda game. As silly as that sounds, like... <laughs> Janky trailer... as shit. <laughs> no, no, not, sorry, not the say, trailer. I was going to say, is that a good thing? <laughs> but like the interview with the devs, they really brought yeah. it back and made it like, this is our game. You can see how much work we've put into this. You can see, you can just tell that each one of those people that we saw were just experts in their field Mm. You know that team's going to be the cream of the crop, and um, Todd Howard's long vision is finally <laughs> coming to yeah, his very long wow. vision. His what twenty five years in the making. Yeah, I think, I think yeah. Starfield has been, but it's it's kind of um for me personally, I am relieved about what I've seen with Starfield mm. first and foremost because I kind of went into this evening and watching this showcase cautiously optimistic i mean we know mm. that bethesda games have a rich history of being janky messes the gameplay no matter what people say about skyrim i know it's a massively adored game same with fallout the gameplay sucks in those games yeah, like there's no really you, you cannot convince me that it's good in those terms but you play the games for the story the exploration the characters the choices freedom the yeah. freedom and it feels like starfield has all of that and then some but to cap off the point I was making, it just feels like a next-gen game. It looks like they've really improved on the combat specifically. There were yeah. some moments when, you know, the character was jumping around and throwing grenades and, and aiming down sights that it looked like a first-person, like a proper first-person shooter. Yeah. It yeah, looked good. Yeah. Like you were making comparisons to Call of Duty, which is a great comparison to make. Mm. I just feel like... I remember growing up wanting a game that was like kind of real life. Like I can go around and do anything I like. And I know Fallout has have got elements of that. And there are other games out there such as like Star Citizen and No Man's Sky where you do have the freedom to go and do what you like. But they are limited and capped in certain elements. Like No Man's Sky is great in regards to exploration, but then there's no real deep story. There's no real yep. like communicating with people. They've obviously brought customization and base building into the game, but it still feels, even though that game has got an amazing uh, scope in what it does best in regards to exploration, it's still very shallow in regards to like deep story and uh, like character development. And, yeah. And like, like the like world, it, like what's what's out there, you know, yeah. what's, what's driving this narrative forward, what's making yeah. me go out and explore. It's very That's limited it. in what it does. One thing like we brought up, Bethesda's jank and it's almost become their trademark. But the one thing they've always been brilliant at it's is called the Bethesda charm, actually. No, it's jank. <laughs> it's jank. Um, they've always been good at world building. That's I think that's why people yeah. still play Skyrim now. 
12 years later, they've re-released it 400 times. And it looks like they've finally built everything. They can build these worlds. And they talked about it a lot in the, um, in their directs about they want it to feel lived in. They want It's not just brand new and shiny. It looks like these worlds have been touched. These settlements have been worn down. They've degraded over the years. And then they've built this engine and they've taken the combat, which has always been awful. That's why they had vats for years, because they can't do gun pain mechanics they didn't, they didn't know how to animate guns shooting yeah properly. so they've mm-hmm. taken they've just i think obviously they've built a new engine for the first time in 20 years which is yeah shocking to be honest and then they've taken everything up a level and i've been really cautious of starfield because i don't think bethesda have been good for a long time mm. but i think i'm not trying to get too excited for it because mm. been burnt by bethesda before but it looks like they've hit it out of the park yeah. yeah, like when I was looking at those sunsets and the guy was talking about like the lighting of the planets is completely how the lighting should be on that world. Obviously, it's a game, but where where the position of this planet in regards to the sun and mm. the conditions on the planet will impact the lighting and the it just looked phenomenal. Like yeah. I can imagine. I remember years ago when Skyrim was being teased and they were saying like, Oh, and you'll want to take in the views because the game's gorgeous. And I no joke, at that time when Skyrim's graphics were probably okay at that time, thinking like this looks fucking shit. Like, <laughs> they were they were hyping up about these vistas, yeah. and I couldn't give a shit about them. But this looks another level, like absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, the new engine does look does look good because. Yeah, I don't really see the charm of Bethesda games personally. Like, yeah. and I think that a lot of that is to do with the visuals. Like, they don't look great. Mm. And if, you know, I kind of want that as part of my experience. So Starfield mm. looks like it's got that. I like that um, the worlds are going to be procedurally generated as well. Yeah. yeah. So that was interesting, actually. It will add a lot of variety. Mm. And I, I feel, thought we probably like... all thought that parts of the game or large parts of the game would be yeah. pre-rendered and pre-sort of constructed. But we said this when we were watching the showcase together, where like procedural generation has definitely come a long way from like the procedural elements of games back in the day. Like, for instance, with Terraria, it's just a world seed, and there's many games like that. Obviously, Minecraft and whatnot, where you'll just yeah, the the world will change, but there will be elements that won't work because there's not enough like if this is like this, then don't do this, this, and this, where it feels like in in Starfield, I have no idea, but there must be a very strict and very well thought out, this planet is like this, and the scale of this planet and the conditions of this planet, so that means that only this category of wildlife can live here, which means only this category of, yeah. of fauna can live here, and and mm. so on and so on and only place a structure here if these conditions are met so you can imagine the procedural elements are extremely well thought out because yeah. to risk a thousand planets and let every player's planet procedurally generate that's mm. risky i've so, seen yeah. seen no man's sky do it and obviously that game come out to a lot of hate at the time mm. but it's always been great their procedural generated planets and like how far you can explore in the solar system and galaxies. So that game's what, eight years old now, I think mm. it's a long wow. time. So that tech you've seen AI jump up 
in the last two mm. years how quickly that's generated so that yeah. tech and they've got microsoft on board now with their divisions with they specialize in this sort of tech so i'm really looking forward just to getting lost and yeah. finding out what planets yeah. are out there yeah. i watched an ign thing the other day where they were just like interviewing their in-house editors or whatever and a couple of them were like huge bethesda fans so they picked them for the interview about starfield and it was purely they were just obviously looking to make some content but this one guy said something that i got me totally excited it was like the thing that he was most excited for when he plays starfield Mm. is the moment where the game stops holding your hand Mm. so obviously when you start playing the game the game's going to be sort of semi half directing you to Mm go and speak to this person and go and yeah. get your ship for the first time and go and well, do we this saw it. We saw time. it in the, in the clip, didn't we? Oh, here's take this watch. You'll yeah. need it to navigate. Like when you get past that bit and it opens yeah. up properly. The first time the game's like, cool, go, go and do what you want to do. So it's yeah. always a special moment in uh, Bethesda games. Cause yeah. where you do the t- tutorial and fallout three and then you leave the vault and then it's just That's like, it. right off you go. Yeah. You can go you any direction. You do the main quest. Yeah, yeah, so that bit's all they're very good at that. Um, they've yeah. done it with Oblivion, they've done it with Skyrim and stuff like that. So, mm. yeah, so what exciting. is the Starfield version going to be? What is the vault opening going to be in Starfield? Yeah, that wow mm. moment maybe when yeah. you, you you land on a on a distant planet for the first time, you see oh. a sunset for the first time on a, on an and alien was, planet. Yeah, and like going back to the combat slightly, like. When that guy was showing the um, weapon variants and th- th- them saying that they've got more weapons and attachments in this game than any game they've made in the past, yeah, I just can't. And then all of the weapon customization, I can mm. just feel like you're going to have such a journey on this game, unlike yeah. any game. Because think of any RPG, and you're like The Witcher, for instance, that's still fresh in my mind. You all have a fantastic journey playing that game, but you are Geralt and you are stuck in the very sort of good, but you are in that quest line. The end result is always going to be the same. You can make your own story playing this game. You want to be a pirate and you want to go and pillage ships out in the vastness of space? Go ahead. You want to be a trader? Seems like you can probably do that too. Well, it's it's an interesting you know point you make there, Ben, because I think the the maybe the one question mark I would have about the game at the moment is what is the story, you know mm. where where do we kind of go to get that narrative pull? Is it going to be there? Because they've they've really kind of emphasised the fact that this is essentially a space sim where you make your character, you build their backstory, you set you set their skills, what they look like. That the character customization looked just ridiculously in depth. Yeah, and I know that there are people out there. I mean, I'm not one of these people. I like to just go preset guy number seven start because I just want to play the game. But there are people <laughs> out there who will spend two, three hours, maybe more, really fine tuning their character, yeah. which is great. And that aspect of the game looks great. But when you get into the game, what's the story? You know, we kind of keep hearing about this whole finding the answer to humanity's biggest questions. What's out there in the deepest reaches of space? I'd like to know more about that stuff. Uh, I that's my biggest concern about Starfield. Obviously, people are going to be playing this game for a decade, and it'd be they keep going. Oh, it's their own story. Skyrim's story, I can't tell you what it was at all. Uh, <laughs> Fallout 4's story was awful, and yeah, it's not the games they make, but there is going to be a huge proportion of people that just want to play the story. 
Yeah, yeah. And that's not their strength. It's mm. they're very good at making games where it's it's your story. Like go and yeah. do what you like, and then there's mm. if you want, there's a main quest over here. But yeah. I feel like um, that I th- I can see there'd be a lot of people who would who would never even do the main stuff. Mm. Like yeah. c- kind of going on from what you've said, they where... want to play a space pirate simulator, and they've got yeah. their their platform to do it. Or and they that's just, what, that's all that's they just want to go and build a load of outposts and build yeah. up a colony somewhere. Yeah, and I mean, with, the with main supposedly story is just a thing they can do. Well, exactly. I mean, and with supposedly over a thousand explorable planets that you mm. can land on, like the possibilities for what you can do in this game really yeah. are endless. Not to sound too fucking corny about it, but yeah. Well, that's it. And then there was an interesting part in the IGN. They interviewed uh, Todd Howard after the Starfield Direct. And they asked him, like, so how are you going to approach... Obviously, he wasn't trying to understand, like, the the future plan for what Starfield's got ahead. But obviously, Fallouts and Skyrims and whatnot, they've all received DLC. Like, well, how would you even go about... You can't add a new zone. They've got a thousand <laughs> planets. So... And um, yeah. he, so he replied in saying that there will be like more singular stories that you'd be able to explore and do, but like, yeah. there just seems like there's they so much. They could do much... like a fucking alien invasion DLC or yeah. something. Yeah. They could the, do anything. Um, New factions, in... you know, an army that comes in from somewhere, I don't know. It's a lot of factions like in Fallout 4, you'd, they'd unlock Nuka World and then the Raiders and stuff like that. Yeah. I think you'll end up... It'll, be something like that where it'd be a raiding clan and if you want to join them you can join them and go and fuck up the rest of the universe yeah yeah so and, yeah. and that's what makes the bethesda day bethesda games great once again we said it before but it's just that freedom and i feel like there's no other game out there that i can think of that provides as much that this game is looking to provide the players and also with that level of freedom like it's it's actually mind-boggling to think that a game of this scale is coming out when you had a game like um, Star Citizen that looked like it was trying to do what this is doing, yeah. but have kind of never really gone anywhere. I know the game has progressed quite a lot, but nothing in comparison to this. Like, this game is going to be insane. I just just yeah. know it. If they can pull it off, I mean, we're talking about yeah. a generational sort of game here from everything they've showed us. Like, I have never seen anything like this in, in no. video games. And, and people have tried the open world sort of space sim, be a pirate, be an explorer, be, be like a, a bounty sim. hunter or whatever. But this this looks like they're actually doing... It's never going out again. What, uh, <laughs> yeah, they're actually doing what so many other developers have tried to do, but I've just kind of fallen short of it. Yeah, I mean it's a it's a it's it's a lot to sort of like it feels like we're 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 gushing over this game at the moment and mm. you know going straight off the back of what we've just seen I think some of that is is justified obviously some of it's going to be a bit exaggerated we're going to have to see how the game presents itself over the years mm-hmm. and what it's like when we actually play it a couple yeah. of things to sort of mention um, thirty frames per second on console it's not been confirmed mm. but Todd Howard like we said didn't want to actually. Um, he say didn't whether it what the frame rate was gonna be on the console version of the game. He did a podcast with Lex Friedman a few months ago, and I jumped in and out of it because it was like three hours long. And I like Todd, but I'm not listening to him for three hours. And then <laughs> the 30 frames got brought up, and yeah. he he's of the mind like if the game's great, like 30 frames is no problem. Like yeah, so yeah. I, I think it will be capped at 30 on console to begin with. 
Um, but that Maybe game's going to be... work it out and push it out a bit in future. If the game's great, it's not going to matter too much. The gunplay yeah. will feel like crap at 30 frames, but Red yeah. Dead's 30 frames on console. Last of Us 2's 30 frames on console. Like, it was 30 frames on console. I don't think it'd be a huge issue if they are going to go like, well, in three months' time, it'd be 60 frames. Yeah. Mm, yeah. So. If they plan on doing that, by the way, if they're planning on releasing a 60 frames per second patch... Don't mention it. Just, no, just drop it. release it when it's when it's ready because yeah. you don't want like a Redfall situation where you're sort of promising stuff that's like down the line or whatever. Just avoid mm. it. And yeah, I, I kind of tend to agree with that. I think if the game is good enough, I, I there will be people who will be upset about it being 30 frames per yeah. second. There, there will be. But um, if the game's good enough, I think it can be something that can be forgiven, especially if it's like a locked 30 frames per second and doesn't dip too much into the low 20s yeah. or teens. Mm. Yeah. Locks 30 frames, I think most people will be okay with that. Yeah. And like you said, I didn't realise a few of those games that you'd mentioned then, for instance. I didn't know Red Dead was 30 frames on console, for instance. I mean, it makes sense, but I didn't actually know yeah. that. And But that that is a game that you can look past it. Like, Red Dead, mm. Red Dead is a 10 out of 10 game. Yeah. And even if it is stuck at 30 frames, that doesn't take anything away from the quality or the experience that you get from playing yeah. that game. So... <clears throat> and that's something that we also said when we were watching it together. This game, I know Bethesda have not got the best reputation. I mean, they do make sort of like award, uh, sorry, I can't bloody speak, award-winning games, games of great renown. Everyone knows their games. Everyone's played their games. Yeah, This game, to me, just feels like no one else could have done it. I don't think another studio could pull this off. The only one's Rockstar. But they don't yeah, make yeah, games yeah, like this. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, no. But yeah, the this is this is like their could, but... what would you call it? This is like their magnum opus. You know, yeah, this is really the game is. that yeah. they've been trying to make since they started, and they're finally making it now. Yeah, and if it and, comes uh, out as good as it looks, this will cement <laughs> Bethesda as being one of, if not currently, maybe the best fucking game dev. Like. Yeah. If it, if it, if everything meets our expectations, if the trailer mm. is as good as the game is, and all of our hype is worth it, then there's yeah. no argument. Like it's it's, it's be... promise. Yeah, it's it's promising what they've shown so far. So yeah. I, 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 well, I will say, I mean, we're 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 hyping out quite a lot, but yeah. you know, well, it's I, good to I, be. I, I, <laughs> I you were fucking hyped, mate. Before we even started watching it. Yeah, like, mate, my fucking heart me... train's gone. It's left the station. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. I'm getting the game day one pre-order. That's Give me it. the fucking digital watch version. Uh, <laughs> they they had a very similar direct before Fallout 4 came out, and it was very much the snake oil salesman <laughs> tods up there in a leather jacket going, "There's a pit boy coming," and all this shit. And yeah. that game sucked. Oh yeah, shit! I remember that. So I remember that pit boy edition. But um, I don't want to shit on Bethesda too much because I I am excited for this game, but they are very good salesmen. They yeah. go, well, by the way, there's this uh, special edition duffel bag comes out and it's made of like fucking paper. There's big issues <laughs> at that company with this sort of stuff, but I'm hoping it's great. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. that that trailer was the, probably one of the best presentations for a game I think I've ever seen. Yeah, they, like, they showed so much in that video. Mm. Like every question you've got about Starfield, yeah. watch that and they'll answer every single one of them. Yeah, there are a few moments where I thought like, oh, we haven't seen anything about the shipbuilding. Boom, massive section. Boom, 15 minute section about I the think, shipbuilding. Yeah. The only thing that I'm curious about, which they'll show at a later date is anyways, when they open up the creation tool. 
to modders. Yeah. That'll probably be. Yeah, that's, a, that's a whole a whole nother aspect yeah. of the game that is still to come when the modders get their hands on it and start doing yeah. crazy shit with the game. Like it's, it. it gives it another sort of, you know, like a second wind almost. Yeah. The mm. stuff that I, they can add to it. Because, you know, in um, Fallout Vegas, they added that hardcore mode where you needed to eat and you needed to sleep and stuff. Like, I was half expecting to see maybe that in some kind of element where you have some crew conditions yeah. that you need to meet. Like, you have to have... I'm sure you will need to have, like, sleeping quarters and you will have to have a certain size sleeping quarters for a certain yeah. sized crew. Mm, yeah. But then I was thinking, like, will I need resources to manage my crew? Will I need, like, I don't know, will my crew get tired? Will my crew... I swear, I swear that the game. Casualties. I'm sure I read somewhere that the game had resource management elements in it originally, but they took it out because there was. I remember reading something about the fuel in the ship. That if you don't fuel up your ship properly when you go out for an adventure, you can get stranded in in space. Oh, what the hell! I don't know if that's get a maybe space I'm tow truck. They yeah, exactly. They might. I might be. Like, I might be uh, misremember. I might not be remembering that properly, but I'm. I'm sure I read something about that being in the game and then them removing it because it was too kind of like punishing on the player. Oh, mm. I see. Yeah. And then maybe that could still be to come. Might yeah, be maybe. Sort of hardcore maybe. mode. Yeah, it could be, it could be a difficulty modifier. Yeah, or something that the mods modders yeah. bring, no doubt. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. right, well, we've got um, a shit ton of games to talk about next, so we'll move on. Uh, just to wrap up Starfield, that releases on September the 6th this year. Uh, day one on Game Pass, if you're a subscriber, get subscribed for that. Uh, you get to play the game for a month for like Fiverr, um, Xbox Series X and S and PC. So we look yes. forward to that in September. And just to jump in, if you were to pre-order the digital premium edition, you can play it five days early. Really? Yeah. How much is that then? Uh... Just check. I'm going to have to pay for that. This is going to be the, the fucking... <laughs> This is where Todd Howard shines. You know, you yeah. play the game five days early, but it costs you 120. Oh, so the pre the pre purchase <laughs> normal edition is mm. 60 pounds, and nice. the digital premium edition with five days early is 85.99. Nah, you can go fuck yourself. It's a weird number. <laughs> yeah, 85 pounds. I'm not paying 85 quid to play it five yeah. days early. You can fuck right off. Yeah. I don't well, know. well, anyway, <laughs> you know, if, you, if you buy it now, mate, you can spread the cost. I'm considering it. <laughs> or you um, could just literally wait till the game comes out, get a one month Game Pass subscription, try the game for like six pounds. Yeah. If you like Complete it, you like it. it. If you don't, fuck you don't. off. Yeah, there you go. Complete it. <laughs> Gaming yeah. in 2023. That's what that is. Right. Anyway, let's move on. So before the massive Bethesda Starfield reveal, gameplay Bonanza. showcase. Uh, thing, whatever you want to call it. Uh, <laughs> Xbox had a showcase where they announced a bunch of games and we saw um, games from third-party studios. We saw a good chunk of first-party games and gameplay from some anticipated games that have mm. kind of been in limbo for the past couple of years. So we've got a list of everything that came out or everything, came out, everything that was announced and shown and we're just gonna we're just going to go through it top to bottom and have a chat about what we liked, what we didn't like, what we're excited for. What looked shit, etc., etc. So, perfect. They started the show strongly, I think, with Fable, mm, a game that everyone is looking forward to seeing, a game that everyone wants to know more about. And uh, what's the guy's name? Richard Ayoade, the guy from IT yeah. Crowd, is a character in the game. That's nice to see. We love Richard Ayoade here in the Wasn't UK. Stephen Fry in the first in Fable? Did he narrate Fable two and three? He narrated he the trailer have, you know? to the. 
oh, recent I, Fable. I think he was the narrator in the game for oh, the old Fable game. So it's good that they're sticking to like a, a, a well-loved British comedian. Yeah. Um, I think that game's three years away. 100%. Like two, that we're not years. seeing that anytime soon. No. I think that's that's the one thing we can take away from Fable, from what they showed us, is that we are not seeing that game anytime soon. And I want to call out Aaron Greenberg because he tweeted out a few days ago saying, oh, there won't be any CGI trailers at the showcase. Three mm. of these games are in-game engine. Yeah, which could mean anything. We know that. Like, Don't try and fucking bullshit us. We know yeah. your games. We know what you're up to. It's a crock of yeah. shit. Yeah. So. But that was unnecessary, wasn't it? There was no need to make that comment. Because it, it was, was like a, to spite PlayStation. Yeah, exactly but. that. It was a direct kind of like dig at PlayStation. It's like, you know, and when someone says something, it's like, just shut yeah. up. He's, he's got a history of it because he, he tweeted out a while ago going, oh, uh, our first party game is going to be 60 frames per second, like day one up to 120 frames. And then Redfall came out at like fucking 19 <laughs> frames <Yeah>. a second. <laughs> shut Say up, less. Say exactly. Less. Right. Anyway, so back to Fable. What did, what did we think Sorry, of Fable yeah. then? I I, uh, I um I really enjoyed what I saw. I thought they, they I thought they nailed the humor. I the loved tone. the kind of the British tone, the British sense yeah. of humor. Um, I watched the trailer again actually just before we jumped on to to record this, and there was a section when the character, the girl, was walking, and someone just goes wanker as they walk past <laughs> her. Yeah. It's like it's just classic. Yeah. You know? You'd get that when it's... you walk down the street to get some milk. Boring. Um... Barring Starfield, I think this is the one Xbox game that I've been wanting for like the longest time. Fable yeah. 2 especially was brilliant. And that's you don't get many games with that sort of British sense of humour and that tone and yeah. this fantasy. I'm really excited for it, but I'm tempering expectations because I, I don't think we see this till 2025. Yeah, I'm tempering expectations too. Like a big fan of Fable and definitely excited for this when it comes out. However... I just, I just want to see more. I just want to see how yeah. the game plays. What, what am I going to be, uh, I don't know, doing? How's, doing. how's the HUD look? How does the combat mm-hmm. feel like? And I was a bit confused. Like you know that bit when, um, Iwade picks up the girl. I was mm, like, is that yeah. just for the cinematic funny bit on like where it's like part of the interview, or is there actually like giants and he's a giant? Like is that actually I part of the They're actually world? giants. I'm I'm sure that well they they showed it, so I'm guessing that there there is Yeah. The whole thing about Fable is like have this big extravagant sort of fairy tale story that you get to sort of go on and mm. all this shit goes on and yeah, I've I've never played Fable, admittedly. No, I haven't. I know nothing about Fable. Oh, yeah, so I was I had some questions from watching well, this. Go on go on, Charlie. Let's let's hear the questions. See if see if Ben and, and Connor can maybe enlighten us both. Is this like a continuation from Previous I think games. This, I think this or... is a reboot, yeah. complete reboot. Yeah. But it felt like it, okay. it's there's a certain charm that came from the Lionhead games. Obviously, Peter Molyneux was ahead and talked about salesman earlier with Todd Howard. He's probably the biggest salesman that he didn't Snake fulfill any of the salesman. promises. <laughs> but there was just a a charm and the the British humour and sensibility come through, and yeah. it does is. It's got that. Everything I've seen about this Fable game, it's just, it keeps hitting the nail on the head. Yeah. But again, I want to see gameplay because you can get the tone right and the game could be completely off. So, mm. yeah. I think Connor's hit the nail on the head. It's just got that charm. It's just, it's just mm. a, but it's also got like, I remember Fable being very sad and very like, mm, the story really. is quite deep and very much like a, a, f- a fable from from time long gone like a lord of the rings style where the world isn't all like you know the hobbits live in the shire and it's all lovely and green and lush and lovely 
but then yeah. there are lots of bad things in the world and mm. unfortunately you stand in their way you get yeah talk shit get well, shot. <laughs> it was nice it was nice to see something uh from fable because they've, they've been i think was it two years ago three years ago that yeah, game was announced two. now so hopefully we see that maybe tail end of 24 25 but i'm i'm kind of was, reserved on that date i feel like it's going to be maybe a bit i was a little out. disappointed because in the lead up to this and mm. I'm glad we saw it. In the lead up, all of Xbox's social media was like teasing Fable. And then yeah. we get like a CGI trailer. It's just, I obviously want to see more and they're not ready. And I trust that studio. So, mm. yeah, we'll see. Yeah, I, I love, I, love, I think like Playground Games are a great choice to make make this game. They're a British mm. studio. They've been smashing it with Forza Horizon for years now. Mm. So you give them a chance to do something a bit different, you know? So, yeah, and it's interesting, isn't it? Change of pace, change... Like completely going from a racing change. game, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, their their environmental kind of like um, conceptualization, like bringing the, the race, the open world to life in Forza. If they can translate any sort of set percentage of what they can do with the Forza games in that regard to Fable, I'm sure we'll have a great, you know, gorgeous, beautiful open world to explore. Mm. Yeah, right. So that was Fable. Anyway. Then, so moving on to the next game, South of Midnight, Compulsion Games follow up to We Happy Few which is an underrated game, actually. It's a third-person action-adventure set in the American Deep South, and in the trailer, we saw a half-skeleton, half-man playing the guitar and singing, and a girl looking for a monster, maybe some some, some sort of monster slayer of sorts. I don't know. What did we think of this one, then? I was really intrigued. Obviously, once again, CGI, CGI trailer, hard to tell, but the art style was great, looked really good yeah, i yeah. really liked the like cunning cocky look in her face when she saw this monster once again cgi trailer but it kind of gives you a good it's idea it's a tone of the though isn't it? it sets a tone yeah, yeah yeah and i like no idea what the game's gonna <clears throat> be like probably some kind of like monster hunter thing i don't know yeah maybe but, I've been waiting to see what compulsion do because i think we have a few it came out with quite a few issues but conceptually i think that game could have been brilliant yeah. just to it's see a really them now interesting game we happy for you yeah that was it been five years since oh longer than now, i think I yeah it's been, been a long time since this has come out obviously hopefully working with microsoft and they're actually being hands-on with this um i love the tone of it and the graphic if if the art style is similar to that i think it's gonna be stunning mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. Definitely it's almost sort of too. stop motion this mm. trailer. Yeah. Yeah. And like I don't I don't know whether I'm right in thinking it, but the animals look like they've been carved out of wood. Mm. Yeah, it does. Yeah, like, that's a good that? way of describing it. I can't remember like that film was. There's this film where it's all hand modelled and they stop motion it and it's like a ninja. Wallace and Gromit. Wallace and Gromit. <laughs> I was about to say Wallace and Gromit. Yeah, it could be Wallace Yeah. Anyway, yeah, South of Midnight, Compulsion Games, no release date for that, no no clue when that's coming out. Looks decent. The next game, I was very, very, very underlined, interested in seeing this, Star Wars Outlaws. Um, The first ever open world Star Wars game developed by Ubisoft Massive, who are responsible for The Division. Excited. Doesn't put it (laughs) close. Like, Star Wars, I know Star Wars gets a bit of a bad rap. I know everyone deep down loves Star Wars, but obviously not everyone is expressive enough and say i love star wars anyway i genuinely love like the star wars universe and anything that can like flesh out the star wars universe like places and technology and people and 
ships and all of that. Like, mm. I loved it. Once again, CGI trailer, hard to tell, but the division set a really good example of how to do like a RPG sort of open world, you know what I mean? Just like yep. a division type. They did division very well. And to see what they can do with yeah. Star Wars is going to be insane. That's a good point. Like the environmental storytelling in division, particularly the first game was incredible. Like yeah. I loved walking around a snowy sort of, you know, overrun New York city Mm. um, gangs and criminals everywhere. And like, it was so atmospheric and they never managed to capture that with the second one, but hopefully with them working on um, this new star Wars game, they can recapture some of that environmental magic that they managed to produce with, um, Mm. with with that first game. Hopefully see more of the Ubisoft forward event on Monday. Yeah. Um, Well, it would already been and gone by the time this goes out, but yeah, we'll see more of that tomorrow. Um, I'm always cautious about Ubisoft. I just don't trust them as a developer. Um, but there's, a, again, I think visually, obviously it's a CGI trailer, but there's something about Star Wars when it doesn't include the bloody Star- Skywalkers. Like, mm. like Ben said, like the, that world yeah. is fascinating and we don't yeah. see enough of it. And it's only really, obviously you've got the Mandalorian and mm. Andor and things like this. They're doing really well, but like the mainline Star Wars sucks. And yeah, so I'm interested, but yeah. I, I don't know. Well, no, yeah, no there's a lot of material to pull, pull, pull from. So like, yeah. it's it could be amazing. Yeah, could be. I Maybe hope, this I is. Hope it you is. Know, so you know, EA were working on that. Was it EA? But someone was working on like an open world Star Wars it's bounty e- hunter game. EA and Amy mm. Hennig, wasn't it? Yeah. So she was obviously the director on, on Uncharted or head story person on Uncharted or whatever, but um. Yeah, so that got cancelled. Maybe this is some kind of like retelling of that because yeah. obviously Lucasfilm, they still control all of the distribution rights for, for Star Wars. Mm. Like they want to tell the stories that they want to tell still. So yeah, but that's definitely one to keep an eye on. But moving swiftly on, an interesting game from a developer who made one of my favourite games of recent years, Spiritfarer. Developer's called Thunder Lotus. 33 Immortals is a 33-player co-op Top-down yeah. action game similar to Hades, and it comes out in 2024. 33-player co-op. It's weird. Why not that's 32? not co-op anymore, is it? That's that's like MMO territory. <laughs> it's crazy. So it seems that they've got an instant pick-up-and-raid matchmaking system. So I feel like you're not going to be even really going to be able to play this game solo. You're going to want to log in. You're going to be put into a party of 33 people, and you're going to session it through some dungeon or something. Yeah. And I, I don't know, I, it sounds pretty epic, especially because it's never been done before kind of thing. Mm. So, and an, everyone an loves Hades. One. Yeah, an interesting yeah. one to, to keep an eye on, for sure. Mm. Mm. It's a cool art mm. style as well. I yeah, like it. Uh, I was thinking whoever's in charge of their art department and like they need a raise because <laughs> Spiritfarer was absolutely stunning. Yeah. And that, again, looks Beautiful. So I'm intrigued by it. 33 players. I'm just wondering how it plays, but yeah, mm. I think it's not a game play. I typically play, but it looks good. So I'd be willing to give that a go. You check it out. Have you played Hades, Charlie? Nope. Oh, Hades is try, great. Mate. It's really good. Hades is a very good game. Mm. Uh, yeah. Right. Well, anyway, moving on. Uh, surprise announcement. In some cases, I did. I certainly didn't expect this no. to, to to see this. Payday three coming mm. September 21st. Um. 
I don't really know what payday is. I've never played the game, but from the gameplay that they showed us, it looked very action-packed, first-person shooter. Payday 3 is coming. Yeah, so... Heist game, I think. Essentially, Mm. it's like... um, I mean, I've only played a little bit of Payday 2, but from what I know, it's you you got to plan and do bank jobs. Yeah. And then so, and deal with the consequences of when police turn up. And, is it like hostage yeah. rescue on a siege, but, but you're rescuing those fat stacks from the bank? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like Charlie said, you basically like plan a heist. You can go in all guns blazing. You can go in all stealth. I think you can like execute the mission differently and like, I don't know, gas the vents and stealth do this or go in full guns blazing start the um heist and then fight and take yourself to victory and i think they might have mixed it up here and there and changed it to obviously the game has had a very good player base for years and years and years so i don't know how payday 3 is gonna be because i don't know i played payday 2 i didn't love it but i didn't hate it um well you'll get to try payday 3 this year because it's coming on september 21st and uh, I'm going to be channeling my inner Jeremy Renner from the town yeah. when I play that game. <laughs> <laughs> Whose car are we taking? <laughs> uh, so next up, the first of many announcements from this studio, Persona 3 Reloaded, uh, early 2024. I've never played Persona. don't know anything about the game. That was announced. Uh, Connor, yeah. you played Persona. Anything to add for this um, one? I've, the only Persona I've played is uh, Persona 5, which is incredible. Um I'm really excited to play these because um, Persona have got a very good reputation. I think it's similar to Yakuza where it's, I was they're, say mass- that. they're massive in like Asia and they're slowly yeah. just coming over to um, over to the West. Um, one thing I would say, if you haven't played Persona 5, I would wait because I've heard that um, from people I've I've that I play the game to say that like Persona three and four and maybe not as good as five, so okay. maybe wait and do three and four. And maybe if you don't like Persona three, I would still give Persona five a go because I would put that game up there so, with the best games in the last like ten years. Is this a reboot then? Persona this three is just reload. A, uh, it's just a a remake, pretty of much. Persona three three yeah. Oh, okay. I think yeah. it'll have like added content to it. Um, yeah. Like what they, uh, Persona 5 did it with Persona 5 Royal. So I just think that's how they've renamed it. So, um, cool. you've got, what was it? Persona 3, um, Persona 4 are coming to Game Pass. And then you've got Persona 5 Tactica, which looks like a, a small little. Yeah. And then there's game. another game by that studio, Metaphor Refantasio. Yeah, I've first time I've heard it, but it's, yeah, it's um, new the art style through. and like the UI is very Persona Five. Yeah, so I'll, I'll check that out on Game cool. Pass. Well, Persona fans out there, you're not sure of Persona content. There's plenty of re-releases, remakes, and new games coming out for you. <laughs> right, next up, a game that's causing a little bit of stir on Twitter. Actually, initially, uh, Avowed 2024 mm. release date. We saw a good chunk of the game. Um. I'm a little surprised by what I saw. It's a lot more colourful, a lot more fantastical, mm. and it doesn't look like what they showed us from that initial reveal from a couple yeah. of years ago. That initial reveal looked dark, it looked moody, Mysterious. it looked a bit more serious. I don't know, like maybe that was the plan all along was to have this more colourful game because if you've played the Outer Worlds, it's a very bright, colourful game. 
Yeah, um, they've yeah, they've changed sure the font one. completely. I see a side by side of like the when it first got teased, but um, yeah, it's a complete tonal shift. I don't know if they've played it in in house and sort maybe wasn't the direction they wanted to go in anymore. The yeah. one thing I would say is like Obsidian are on a tear at the moment. They had Outer Worlds, Pentiment, Grounded. If there's a studio that, if they have changed it, they've changed it for a reason. In my opinion, it's a studio that I trust. So I, I enjoyed yeah. what I saw, but I do. Yeah, because I remember really when... enjoyed the first teaser we saw like that time. Yeah, yeah. I because I I I agree with you, Connor. I liked the tone of what we saw initially with Avowed. I was I was in the mood for kind of like something a bit more like Lord of the Rings, something a bit more serious, mm. you know. Yeah. Not something the opposite end of that, which is a bit more lighthearted. I don't know if that game, if about is going to be lighthearted and unserious, but you know the game trailer started and like it looked like Assassin's Creed at first. Yeah. Mm. Then it looked like a Sea of Thieves, and it's like I don't know what they're showing us, and I don't yeah. think it was a very good part. It looked like it looked I don't confused. think it was a very good trailer. It, it looked mm. a little bit. It was a massive departure from what we saw before. Mm. So yeah. I wouldn't say I'm worried, but I'm yeah, I'm kind of confused about what direction this game is going in. I don't know. I feel like I know we're yet to get there, but I feel like it looks a little bit like um, uh, Outer Worlds mixed with um, Immortals of Avium, like a weird mix, a weird combination. Yeah, it's a good shot. Like a... Yeah, can see that. I don't know. Yeah, well, that's that's an interesting one, and um, yeah, yeah. That's, that's apparently coming next year. So, so not too long to wait until we get our hands on that. Uh, hopefully, it it meets the expectations of people, but. I think we're going to have to reserve judgment until we see a little bit more because we literally only saw a five-second tease for the first release reveal. And then this, you know, I don't know. I, yeah. I don't, just one last comment I'm going to make. I feel Go. like looking at... I'm just watching a little bit of combat now. I just feel like it looks like um, Oblivion from fucking 20 years ago. <laughs> like, it doesn't look good. Anyway. Yeah. Right. Well, anyway, we, we have to we have to wait to see more of that because we've barely yeah. seen anything. So we'll, we'll see how that game kind of unfolds over the year or next year or so. Uh, next up, we won't really talk too much about Sea of Thieves because more well, Sea of Thieves. Sea of Thieves, big update: The Legend of Monkey Island, more story content, looks fun. Sea of Thieves, I haven't played it for a while, but it's a game that we spent a fair bit of time on back in the day mm-hmm. and had a lot of time for, and it was really fun. So I yeah, think sea I'm going to jump update. back into that. To be honest, yeah, yeah, yeah I'll, I'll be the one to, to bring I'll back. Say, one thing that crossover makes sense, like thematically, whereas you see yeah. like Call of Duty partner with fucking Godzilla. It's like, what are you doing? Yeah, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, <not> when they, <laughs> it's not when they teamed up with um, Pirates of the Caribbean again. It just it makes, makes sense. sense. It just yeah, makes so, sense, yeah. you know. So I trust Rare, so yeah, yeah, I'll probably jump in and try that out. All right, cool. So that's CFD. So moving on, something that actually really surprised I think all Ooh. of us: Flight Sim mm. Big Twenty Twenty Four update. I mean, if you ever wanted a career in aviation, <sighs> now you can do fucking anything. Search and rescue. So good. Uh, air transportation, fucking dumping water on forest fires. Yeah. It looks really know. good, actually. And I feel crop like... feeding. Crop feeding. I feel like this update is going to make flight sim maybe a bit more gamery and as a result, a bit more accessible for more people because yeah. flight sim as what it is 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 um, incredible it's mm. if you play well we can't you don't really play the game because it's a simulator um yeah graphically it's just absolutely stunning and it's i think it's a game niche. that deserves a wider audience yeah. and more appreciation from more people because it really is an achievement 
And it, I feel like it will really tap into that um, like snow runner market, if you know what I mean. People love a game where you do jobs. They love a game <laughs> where you like, like people just love it. And yeah. I never picked up. Um, I know it's free on Game Pass, but I never played the flight simulator as good as it looks. But there wasn't much interest in me just flying around, like unless I had like a real interest in planes or mm. I don't know. But I didn't yeah. and don't. But to do tasks and jobs and like challenges, that was the reason why I enjoyed SnowRunner so much. Like mm. the thrill of like doing something sort of that anyone who doesn't game, if you say, Oh, I've been playing SnowRunner, be like, What's that? Be like, Oh, I just drive around in a truck. Dropping cargo oh, off. Yeah. Or like, why do people enjoy Euro trucks? Dropping off concrete, like, dropping off fucking iron beams. Yeah. But there's some weird satisfaction from from yeah. doing that. And yeah, yeah. I'm you don't glad, get it if you've played it. I'm glad yeah. they're branching out because a lot of these simulation games sort of take themselves a little bit too seriously. I know that's the genre they're in, but they're doing like a crossover with June. Like, yeah, oh, that looked yeah, that awesome. looks really interesting. It looks awesome, I mean, but you wouldn't expect it from that, that sort of like hardcore simulation. The, yeah, so. the thing the thing that got me really excited about that June crossover is that Star, uh, Starfield, fucking Starfield on the brain, um, <laughs> Flight Sim being a simulator is a seriously in-depth game. Every part of the plane is operational and works as it's intended to. It moves, you press buttons, it does that thing, whatever it's meant to do. So with June, I'm wondering if they're taking the same level of kind of detail and well, you're going to have to learn how to fly these weird... I can weird... tell you right now. Tell me. Every every system and control of the cockpit, this is of the um, Ad, 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 Atrides Ornothropter. I don't know how to pronounce that. Um, every system and control of the cockpit has been authentically recreated and you... Uh, sorry. And the unique aspects of the flight model have been captured. Master the complex controls of one of the most dynamic aircrafts ever conceived as you pilot your ornithropter through awe-inspiring lo- through awe-inspiring locations across the mysterious desert planet of Arrakis. So it My sounds dude. like what you were just asking was, is true. Like the interior will be fully operational. Mm. Really operational, yeah, yeah. It looks yeah. good. And I just want to segue over to Charlie because I know that you are very excited. So let's give us your opinion on Flight Sim 2024, the new update. Yeah, I'm very hyped. I think I'm someone that enjoys these games, and I play Euro Truck Simulator, even though I drive a truck in real life. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so you play yeah, Euro I Truck think... Simulator on like expert difficulty because it's just like I do so much it makes it easy, mate. Um, Don't worry about it. Yeah, I think it's it's a definitely a great move adding these sort of extra jobs because the way I kind of view Flight Simulator is almost like a very high barrier for entry. I imagine the yeah. people that are sessioning this have got like mad setups with like all the controls and everything. Yeah. Whereas I feel like yeah. this might be a little bit more beginner friendly. And I mean, I'm I'm absolutely sure that you could play this fully like sim but i reckon there'll be a bit of an an easier way into this yeah, and yeah. i just think all of the different roles that they've shown i'd be well up for trying mm. like yeah. the firefighting one to me yeah that's that because I, I think that'd be a great job in real life i'd be yeah. well up for doing that like the search <laughs> and rescue like yeah i'm just excited for this mm. awesome Wicked. i wonder if it's co-op I wonder if it's like, could we fight a fire together? Like, do we have to well, go and maybe. fill our tanks with water at a local yeah. river together? Or, I don't know. 
fill my tank, bro. I don't know because like flight sim Space has never ducking. been <laughs> flight sim has never been multiplayer. So oh. as far as I'm aware, anyway. So I don't think it's it's going to have that aspect. Oh, to it. okay, fair enough. But yeah, that well, that big update is is the Dune update also coming this year? Uh, oh, it's coming out the day June two comes out. Yeah, sweet. June. So yeah. you can go to cinema. Yeah, so go to cinema, watch set. June two, and then come home and fly a little or- ornocopter, whatever it's called, around Arrakis. <laughs> so that'd be fun. Uh, anyway, moving on, uh, a, another really hotly anticipated hyped game, Hellblade 2. I was a bit indifferent about what we saw. I mean, I know that this game really blurs the line between cinematics and gameplay, but did we actually see any gameplay in, and what, in, that, in that clip? This is what confused me because there's such massive hype around Hellblade 2, and rightfully so. I haven't played the first one. I know you have, James, and yeah, you it's good. It thoroughly good. recommend it, it and it good. was nominated for the game of the year so if someone who's played the game and you've completed it haven't you yeah if you don't know what's going on in that trailer i don't understand how you get someone well, interested i mean in the i'm game. not i'm not expected to know too much about the story and that so far but i want to know like mm. what how how are they developing the gameplay in this sequel you know because um one of help the, the like hellblade the first game one of its criticisms was the gameplay or maybe lack thereof um you mm. did have like combat it was pretty general and quite generic um but the game was largely an experience more than you can mm. actually play it and yeah with hellblade 2 i mean like i'm kind of i'm interested in playing the game absolutely i am because i think it just looks like gorgeous and i think it could be graphically one of the best games sort of to, to, to come out in, in in over the next few years but yeah th- there was more gameplay in that six minute video they showed at the game awards yeah. was it, last year than it seemed like there was in this one so I don't know. I don't know what to think about it at the moment. I just want to see more. It feels yeah. like it was there was gameplay there that like I think... seamlessly trans like goes yeah, into yeah. cutscene. Yeah, I think it was a in-game cutscene. Like when when you get to mm, this yeah. part in the game, you would see this again. Yeah. So. Yeah. I don't know. I've not played the first one. I would very much like to, um, but. I just yeah. wouldn't play this one until I played the first one. So no, I do recommend the first game. It's an yeah. experience. This is it's an interesting game. I, I I definitely recommend people check it out if they haven't done so already. So uh, yeah, well we got um we still got over half the games to get through, but I'm going to zip through a few of them because we'll some of them we just don't really sort of know what what's going on. Uh, Forza Motorsport, not much to say about it. it. Looks fantastic. It's a racing sim. Yeah. I'm not for me personally. I'm not a big car no, person, but it looks great and hopefully. Everyone who gets to play on October 10th has a great time with that. Um, yeah. ESO Online, big new update for, for Elder Scrolls Online. Um, Overwatch 2 looks like it's finally getting a full release. New game modes, co-op, Flashpoint, which looked like some TDM game mode. A hero mastery shooting range. That's coming out in August. Um, Persona Tactica mentioned earlier. Um, a game coming from a developer which I quite like and enjoy their games, Don't Nod. Jusant, uh, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that properly. Yeah. But this is an evolution of their kind of game design. It looks a bit more sort of open world. There's more climbing and action and stuff. And I think that game looks stunning. And yeah. barring yeah. Starfield, I think that's the one game I'm looking forward to most because I know it's coming soon. And yeah. I really like Don't Nod as well. So I yeah. thought that game looked great. Check out Life is Strange Season 1, one. if you haven't checked mm. it out yet. Uh, another game, a similar type of game um, from Don't Nod's previous stuff, Still Wakes the Deep. A game yeah. developed by the Chinese room who also made Everybody's Gone to the Rapture. Do you remember back in like maybe like 
2016, 17, 18, there was like a wave of walking, walking sims that yeah. sort of come out at once. You mm. had Life is Strange. You had everybody's Fire gone to the Rapture. Watch. Firewatch was one as well. And I don't Journey. know, have you guys played Journey? Has, have you guys played Everybody's Gone to the Rapture? I know you I have. No, I really I enjoyed to. it. No. It's so, it's, so basically the game is you kind of wake up in a village in Shropshire and everyone's literally disappeared. And you walk around and you have these little orbs that you interact with and they tell little snippets of stories of those people's last moments. And you basically just have to piece together what happened. It's kind of like a Mary it Celeste scary? situation. It's not scary at all. It's, it's kind of like... Oh, it's atmospheric. Eerie. Yeah, it's atmospheric yeah, and like ethereal. Yeah. It's, it's like another thing going on, you know. It's very sort of like... I don't know how to describe it. It's definitely worth like playing. I getting scared. Nah, you won't. A to be fair, there, there, it's, it's scary in a sense that like... It really emphasizes this idea of loneliness as well. Like mm. you're the only person alive in this village. Everyone else is gone. And it's like, what do I do now? Where do I go from here? You know, yeah. it's a good game. Definitely worth checking out. So, um, Cause I, yeah. I was getting, I got confused for a second because what was the game you were looking forward to, Charlie, about underwater? I can't Under remember what waves. it was called. Yeah, I thought this was that for a second when I first started seeing it. And I was like, oh, this looks very different from... from <laughs> <laughs> under the like from what we saw of under the waves yeah, yeah, yeah. and then i was like oh completely different game yeah but uh, yeah i think mm. this looks really good yeah so it's stuck on we, we saw the trailer the character was on a seemingly abandoned oil rig, oil rig something's yeah. gone on some sort of disaster's got on some creepy shit happening yeah to Who me because you said the, uh, the the other game wasn't spooky mm. this game i feel looks spooky yeah. a bit yeah. horror a bit like it, jump scare it yeah. is a horror game i looked at the trailer on uh youtube and the description is a horror game oh okay Not nice but yeah. yeah this looks good i'm excited yeah. to play this yeah i feel like um everybody's gone to the rapture had horror like elements and like little sprinkles here mm. and there and yeah I'm, I'm glad that they've kind of lent fully into that with this game this looks really good and it's definitely a game that i am gonna be playing probably day one exactly my type of game but um, yeah, so move, moving swiftly on, we, we go through a couple of other games. We saw Dungeons of Hinterberg. I can't even remember mm. what that was. Oh, um, oh, I looks like Dungeons. a Nintendo 2DS game. It was that like I don't know. It's very much like a. She was like surfboarding. She had a big yeah. sword on her back oh, okay. through like blue yeah. fields. I think that yeah. game's perfect for Game Pass. I think it's a game you're going to jump in, do maybe six yeah. to eight hours, and then jump out so I, know, I, I like the look I'm, of that yeah i know i'm usually like the positive sort of everything looks great but i don't know i just i don't know i just felt like so the right, okay so like let's part about if it. you if you think that a game looks bad it must be fucking terrible because you think yeah. nothing looks bad i don't know i just feel like i would never play this no, I, it wasn't just like an immediate gut reaction obviously i yeah. watched the whole thing but I don't know. I just didn't like the art style so much that I just wouldn't play it. Ever. I wanted to be sick in my own mouth. I felt yeah. like putting my fist through my monitor and just walking out. Yeah. It's insulting to watch that. That's harsh. Let's it's, not let's not talk about it like that. Yeah, but I do agree with Connor though in regards to like it's a perfect small indie. Yeah. Like yeah, for the developers, like for them, it's great because they're going to get the exposure that they may not have gotten otherwise. Mm. so yeah mm. good on them well good luck with, with that game um yeah, yeah. We're, we're rounding this up next we're getting towards the end um yeah. towerborn 
was another game that we saw. I can't remember what this one was either. I'm so bad. I should have written the notes down as we went along. <laughs> Wait, did I write them? That's that co-op game. It looks co-op and you're, um, you're running together in like three or four, I think. Um, okay. It's yeah, like a top-down thing, game. wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. All right, cool. Oh, that's Taliban. Um Really selling that, so that's fine. Uh, <laughs> Metaphor Re Fantasio, which we mentioned earlier from Atlas. Again, the Persona developers, a new game for them. Uh, mm. Cyberpunk 2077 Phantom Liberty announcement Keanu Reeves got up on stage I mean I'm just going to be honest the Cyberpunk boat for me is well and truly fucking left yeah. like uh, that ship yeah. has sailed I'm never going to play Cyberpunk again I think I got in there I, I very much nearly got to the same point you got to James where that boat was literally like one Leaving. jump away from me being able to get on it I did manage to get on it I did manage <laughs> to complete it but found your ticket you jumped on yeah yeah and Want it in a I, game. <laughs> I will play this dlc because oh, really? com- yeah but completing the game i did feel like okay like that was not as bad as i thought it was going to be um yeah. but i'm just curious because i don't want to say any spoilers but the game very much <clears throat> ends in a certain way okay and as you, i'm wondering will i be playing as v am i still v it's going to be some bullshit. It's going to be like a... Do you remember when Fallout 3 came out? Your character dies oh, yeah, at the end of died. Fallout 3. And then the DLC comes out and goes, oh, you didn't die. Yeah, it's going to be, it's yeah. going to be, it's going to be video game bullshit. Yeah. So, yeah. Unless she plays Keanu Reeves, I don't know. Yeah, yeah I don't know. Uh, so. We'll see. I mean, I'm sure Cyberpunk's it's got its, its sort of fan base now. Mm. But for me, yeah, that whole launch fiasco just, just buried it for me. So... Yeah. Yeah, right. A couple of games to wrap up with. Uh, Cities Skylines 2 Ooh, actually yeah, looks really good. good. Yeah, well, um, big fan of city builders, big fan of like strategy games generally. Yeah, uh, yeah. I just, yeah, yeah I feel like it's the sort of industry lead just confirming their position even further or even stronger. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. it's one of those games you can just lose hours on. Yeah, yeah, but it's good fun. Yeah, and uh, finally to wrap up. Uh, a game which I was excited to see, actually, Clockwork Revolution. Oh, yeah. um, this is In Exile's next big game, a steampunk-looking first-person shooter action RPG. Um, in the game, very... we saw a very sort of Bioshock Infinite-style world. It looked like some retro-futuristic 1920s industrial revolution-type setting. There were elements of time travel and time manipulation like there's a yeah. part where she destroyed a bridge and then used an item to rebuild the bridge yeah so you know and that begs me to question like is it just the bridge that's destructible or am i going to be going around like crack down flattening the whole, flattening city? The whole city <laughs> yeah yeah maybe i don't know i like games that have destruction i feel like it's a it's a real good element of like gameplay when it's done right yeah but yeah I then also don't like this is destructible and then this isn't. This either all of it should be to yeah. a certain extent or none of it should be. So I don't. Yeah. So yeah, that looks that looks quite interesting. Clockwork Rev- uh, Revolution. Um, no release date for that, unfortunately. But no. Nice to see. Good. Yeah, nice to see finally what Inexile are working on. Yeah. And that was the Xbox showcase. Oh, and... actually, before we sign off, hardware reveal. Oh, Xbox yeah. Series S is getting a one terabyte model for three hundred and forty nine dollars. Uh, we kind of theorized maybe that 
Starfield was going to be 200 gigabytes and anyone with an Xbox Series S is not going to be able to play it. So here's so an Xbox much, Series S with more storage. How much storage do you get on the normal S version? It's like 420 know. after the OS is on there or something. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, not a lot. Um, gigabytes, not terabytes. They made like a massive yeah. deal going, oh, it's going back to black. It's like, who gives a shit? Yeah. <laughs> it's such a weird tone deaf trailer. It's like, just... It's coming out. It's coming out. It's more. There's more yeah. space. You can play bigger games, and it's cheap. Yeah. There's also another weird thing Xbox very recently just did, where okay. they teamed up with Porsche, and did like a 75th anniversary <sighs> of Porsche, right? To celebrate their 75 years, and they've got like six different versions of the Xbox Series X in different, Why? Uh, in different it's... colors of the different Le Mans. Porsches that have raced over the years. Very strange. Like, it's a very strange kind of collaboration. You can't buy this console. You have to either, like, win it or, like, I don't know. You can't buy it. So, that's strange. Sort of very, though, mm, sort your of first party yeah, studios yes. are in the fucking mud and you're partnering with Porsche. And, oh, yeah. it's very it was strange. Well, I think on the whole, I think the show was, was good. I think we saw a lot of games, um, a lot of interesting stuff there. I would have liked to have seen something about Perfect Dark, but we know that studio is going through a bit of a rough time at the moment, so yeah, um, I'm not expecting to see too again, much of that game. No Everwild. Um, yeah, I yeah, thought we'd sure. see. I thought we'd maybe see Gears, but who knows? Yeah, I didn't even think yeah. about Gears of War. Um, yeah, so, um, so I was going to say just to just to round off this, uh, what is everyone most looking forward to? What is your runner-up, Ben? Do you want to start? Uh, Starfield. <laughs> I was going to go in there with some curveball, but I couldn't um, think of yeah, any other word than Starfield. Starfield. Yeah, right. Starfield definitely takes it for me, big okay. time. No, Connor? Uh, uh, just Son be the game I'll go for. Just really? Wow. Yeah, and then run Which one, up. sorry? Uh, the climbing just one from... was the... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah sorry. I just, I, I can yeah. see myself losing myself in that game. And then um, I think runner-up would probably be... Probably Fable. Cool. Yeah. Charlie. Nice. Uh, I think Star Wars Outlaws is, nice. is up there for me. Yeah. Because uh, obviously we haven't seen any gameplay, but I'm yeah. here for it. The fact so that it exists. I'm sure it's going to be great. Um, um, and then a runner up, maybe the flight sim. <laughs> yeah. Uh, ben, do you want to throw Star, a quick, quick runner up? I'm kind of just waiting for. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm with Charlie in. For Star Wars as my second choice, to be honest. Nice, and man. then maybe Fable. Yeah. Well, I'm going to be really original and completely agree with you, Ben. I think uh, <laughs> Avowed is... Avowed, fuck no. off. Avowed. <laughs> Not Avowed. Um, Starfield is a game I am most looking forward yeah. to this year. I think it, the game is just too big and too impressive looking to be ignored. Yeah. I need to play the game to see for myself if it's got that fucking secret source that is... Showing us that is some would say it's too big to fail. Give me it, sauce. <laughs> Give me that sauce. All over. Yeah. And um Star Wars Outlaws as a as a hot hot mm. second place. If I had to choose a third yeah. one, not that anyone fucking asked, it'd be Fable. Fable, yeah. Yeah. Sure it's not Fallout 76, call of the vote. No. That was not. the worst trailer I've seen in like ten years. That was fucking yeah. awful. Nothing about the game. It's just we're just gonna Sorry. run run a, a three minute music video. It's a little tell melody you that, that it exists. We still exist. Go and buy some isn't vault it, packs. Isn't it mad Fuckers. though? Like 
after if they'd have just done that and Starfield didn't exist, everyone would be like, "What the fuck?" What but the then fuck? Starfield comes out without, and no one cares. Without <laughs> without Starfield, and I'm not even including it. I don't think that showcase was incredible. I thought it was like a big. No, it wasn't. It wasn't base. incredible. It was. It was. I've I, seen. I'm glad I've seen going some wild. stuff. Yeah, but there's always going to be those people with a like... fucking overreaction. You know, it's it's always going to be there. I'm glad we saw stuff from Fable and Compulsion's new game, and that Star Wars reveal was a really nice surprise. Obviously, the flight yeah. and stuff was a nice surprise as well. A few other little bits in there, but yeah, I wouldn't say it was like fucking. Hell, I've had my fucking nuts blown off. This is amazing. Mm. Not mm. like Xbox's showcase from three years ago when they first announced Fable, and then they first announced Avowed. That was like S tier showcase. Mm. But yeah. Cool. But anyway. Well, that was episode nine. We hoped you enjoyed it. And if you'd like to get in touch with us or check out our other channels, Discord and whatnot, then tap the link in the description of this episode. My name's James. I'm Ben. I'm Connor. And I'm Charlie. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Goodbye. <laughs>